Hey out there, everybody. Jason here. You guys know those episodes that are maybe a little hard to take humanity-wise? Well, we tell you these stories so that we can all have a clearer perspective on our own lives. So don't worry. You're going to be just fine. about to totally kick into to La Bamba and then I remembered the only words I remember from La Bamba la, 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 are, la, 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 are La Bamba yeah yeah <laughs> yeah kind of like how that's because it's, it's in Spanish man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean although that was really bully I mean not La Bamba when I when I was a kid I faked the fuck out of La Bamba like to the <laughs> point where I thought I knew the words and I had just been making words up for it the whole time Nice. The only part I know is Yariba Yariba. Uh-huh. See, see now who's the racist one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That it's man. still Chris. Chris is always and always will be the racist one. So, I wear that welcome crown. to probably the greatest motherfucking episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. Mm, that's a lot to live up to, man. We've had a couple of rockers. Uh, in the UFO conspiracy moitas and uh, other shit categories. Okay, so so you bitched me last week because I just always say riveting for you. And this week, I really fucking give you a little something extra and special. And now it's, oh, I don't know if I can live up to that. You know what you did. You can't just take the well, bar you know, from Jason. zero to a thousand. They can always oh, email man. us at see no hear no speak no pod at gmail.com. Just they, to let them know could. how bad you just screwed over Jet. Ah, how uh, bad you just screwed over Chris and put him up on know, that ledge, you know. I, I, they could, but we already know that they won't. So <laughs> my hopes have not been up to receive an email for quite some time. Um, I don't give a shit what you guys do with your computers. Just, you know, have Keep a listening. nice day. I guess. At least press oh, the damn man. follow button if you're going to keep listening. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys, though. It's a, We're having fun. We're having a good time. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Where did that uh, new light come from? Morocco? Yeah. Uh, I'm, that's, uh, he joined the Facebook group. He ain't one of my friends. I, don't, I only know two people in Morocco, and he ain't one of them. Um, Ooh, I bet he's got some fire hash. I bet he's going to start hitting us up for money because it's probably just a scam hmm. <laughs> He's a I think that's then, Nigeria huh? <laughs> yeah I, I mean I would I would hope that he would have done uh, just uh, just the tiniest bit of you know cursory research and uh, he would have found that he is digging in an empty well indeed indeed hey guys we have a pa- we have a patreon thing it's uh it's where people um, who like the things that they're listening to uh, donate you know at pennies a day could feed me coffee. It really and could. And that'll keep me awake to edit these fucking episodes. Because I hope you guys have noticed I've actually started editing episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys notice how Chris doesn't sound as fucking, like, hacking cough sick as he usually does? Hey. Yeah, it's because I've been cutting that shit out your ears. Hey. You notice how you're not hearing Chris 
just really fucking take that long, nice, fucking hard pull of his goddamn vaporizer? Yeah, that's because I'm cutting it out of your ears. You're even cutting my lighter flicks. How are the people supposed to know that I'm sitting here smoking the whole time? Jesus. You know what? Instead of instead of instead of you know having the lighter flick there being like click 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 click. From now on, I want you to be like, "Excuse me, everyone, I am lighting a cigarette," and we'll just leave that (laughs) in. That way, they still know. Yeah, but the sound effects make it make them feel like they're really here, or there. No one wants to be really here. Your truck has got to smell like ass. Your truck has got to smell like ass. My room smells like dog ass, and. Robert's in his garage in fucking Tennessee. No one wants to be in Tennessee. Why would you assume my truck hey, smells hey, like hey, ass, it sir? It is beautiful here. I assume that your truck smells like ass because I assume that literally every cab of every big rig smells like ass. Actually, everyone who gets in my truck, which are many of my co-workers, get in my truck and say, Wow, it doesn't smell like cat in here. Or ass. And I'm like, yeah, because I fucking clean. Do they specifically say, or ass? Because well, it sounded like you tacked that on at the end just to make a point. They don't specifically say the word ass, but they'll say, or anything, because, I don't know, how do you do that? And I'm like, it's fucking clean, man. You got a vacuum. You got to fucking pick your shit up. Okay, okay, but that just proves my point that, okay, you may be an anomaly, but literally every other trucker you've had in your truck is like, how do you do that? How do you make your truck not smell like ass? Good Which point. Theirs does. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. And that so I apologize. A lot of them smell like curry. Mm. Wow. Rob's starting off with uh, as the racist of the show this time, huh? He I is mean, Mexican, truck stopper not too. Indian. So. Okay. So, hmm. uh, this is Chris's week, and uh, I'm excited for this episode because Chris told me about it kind of like he didn't give me any specifics names or anything i he told me like kind of like the basic plot line of it um and i think i remember it but the brain is a fucking crazy thing i could just be remembering a commercial i saw when i was a kid who the fuck knows Indeed. but as oh, far so as i can as far, as far as i can confidently recall this is gonna be a good show i'm excited for <laughs> it i want to hear it and chris the floor and the airwaves and Anybody's juicy, juicy ear holes that are listening right now are yours for the taking, sir. Oh, you know I like those. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't, man? Come on. Orifices <clears throat> with the juiciness. All right. Okay, that was our that was our one allotted use of the word orifices for the entirety <laughs> of our podcast. I made it sound old world Greek, so that it wouldn't be quite it. as nasty. I don't think that's what you did. That's what I was going for. So I almost want to say you may have intensified the nasty. <laughs> it made you really think about what the fuck did I just say? Oh, that's ew. right. But that's but I what he said. think I'm the one to ju- by the king of of podcasting. His name is Frank, and he lives in my shoes. Is he the guy that fucking? sent us the first email when we signed up for being cool podcast guys and he's like hey i'm frank want some help on being cool podcast guys and i was like yeah frank what i need is a satchel because you know i'm in the middle of nowhere and uh you know i want to have fun 
fucking I mean, friend. girls do just want to have fun. So, I mean, that's all they really want. I set you up some fun. And they want their papa don't preach, too. You you know what? I've, I've heard that, too, Rob. They, they <laughs> you know, you know, I've probably heard that more than the, the want to have fun part. And uh, just the fact that they want their papas don't preach, it sounds like it's just terrible grammar. Ah, but when you really think about it, indeed, it's fucking terrible grammar. Well, I do live in Tennessee, so I get a pass. Um, you get three a week. And that doesn't just include this show. It includes your life. So, <laughs> but it's, we are... Con- we, we I'm are like five on... years behind on that one, then. Okay, because I was about to say, we're, <laughs> we're going to... We're going to be on the, the take a penny, leave a penny system here, and you're just going to have to let us know. You got some restitutions to, to pay. So Back. you're going you're to be leaving a whole lot of pennies, Rob. <laughs> Chris, the floor is yours, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, first, I want to apologize to the kids out there uh, for the rattling and background noise on my end because I, I got no AC Chuck problems right now, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into it, so that's what the deal is with that. Um, and and, and I, will, I will try my, my goddamnedest to, uh, to lower that impact of it without making, sound, making Chris sound like a fucking robot. I'll try my best. We'll see. If I have to sound like a robot, at least try to make me sound like an evil robot. Please. Um. Okay, on one on one condition. Mm. Right now, right this second, you say, beep, boop, beep, I am evil Chris, beep, boop. <laughs> uh... Wait, do I have to say it like I want the evil robot to sound? Cause that's... No, you say it like Chris. Oh, like beep boop beep. I am evil robot. Boop beep. <laughs> that's right, because that is exactly how your normal sentence cadence works out. I am evil robot. Jason. You know what? You know what? I think we're dicking around a little too much. Whatever. And I think we need to take this a little more seriously. Because... um. I mean, you know what? That's a lie. I don't think we need to do shit. That's you know true, but this is Scratch a serious it. episode, so I'll, I will let you be the judge mm. of your behavior as we go along. Is is it serious enough to, to warrant, like, uh, hey, guys, fucking no. some shit's coming? No, no, no. No? No. So there's no, like, and I don't know. I, I just think we should really throw that in when rape's involved. Uh, we I were mean, making okay. fun of dead fetuses three episodes ago. I think we're going to be okay. No, they're, I mean, yeah, I guess they were dead fetuses. But, I mean, they were never alive babies. Does, I mean, that should count for something, right? I mean, it's fine with me. I mean, uh, you know, but you're not trying to win me over, Jason. I, I'm I'm honestly not trying to win anyone over. And we'll never I'm know. Trying to win the kids out there at the game of life. That <laughs> fucking board game is an asshole, and it keeps making me bald and having way too many kids, and I can't afford to send any of them to fucking college. Nope. And then I just end up throwing the fucking board in the garbage, and I'm like buying fucking game of life games like twelve times a week. So obnoxious. <laughs> so it's a bad habit, Mister or Monsieur Tris Magistus. Barrios the third dot com. The floor is yours, sir. 
Gracias, gracias. Uh, so this time uh, we have a two for one, boys and girls. We have a two for one, and <clears throat> so the the shit that I'm gonna skip over is just the little bullshit that we would that we might normally throw in, but it's nothing that's really substantial to the actual stories. Just so that I can get through it uh, all in one like, shot. They wouldn't. The people out there wouldn't need to know that stuff for them to tell their friends this story right and for the story to fully impact exactly in other words exactly sweet so yeah this uh, this one this one should be fairly fairly easy to remember too um okay so it's actually uh kind of well the first part of it anyway uh is kind of close to home for me uh and and my brother who when i when i found out this is what it was um <clears throat> i had asked him did, did he remember watching this movie uh back in the day so uh back in the day my mom used to you know like every, all parents they watch what the fuck they want to watch when they're home from work on the tv right so we're all sitting down eating dinner and my mom wants to watch this fucking lifetime movie called i know my first name is steven Right, and I didn't hmm. remember that that's what the name of it was at the time until I talked to my brother, and then he looked it up. Or, well, no, until I saw this fucking documentary, and then it, it I backtracked it. But anyway, um, <clears throat> my brother totally remembers watching this because for whatever reason it, it impacted us differently, but uh, he remembers it like the back of his hand, just like I do. So anyway, this story was the first time I had ever heard of this extremity that a person could go because up until this point for me anyway my mom didn't like really stress what people would do with you if they kidnapped you right, right she's just right, right. like it's just you don't want that to happen because then you're taken away from your family stranger exactly. danger stranger danger yeah uh, danger usually means fucking you're going to be hurt some kind of way but kids have no idea no no way to fathom the evil that adults can do right or it's well, sometimes we even would, other kids. if we if we had to explain it to them so that they could really get the full scope of it mm -hmm. we would just literally fucking scar every child on earth oh for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you don't you Look. don't tell an eight-year-old the junko story that's not okay that's not gonna get your although, point across correctly <laughs> although if if you're a parent and you want to play it for him go for it i could i mean all the plays we get they help man come on play for your kids just Goodness. see what happens like and, and just say that they did it and that way the cop you don't have there's no culpability you're fine there's <laughs> no culpability. You're fine. So okay, let me uh, let me let me go ahead and so we're gonna talk about uh, that story first um, that went along with that movie. I know my first name is. I Steven. know my name is Steven. <clears throat> yep. Mm -hmm. This is uh, this is the story of um, serial uh, kidnapper and rapist. Um, Kenneth Parnell. I, I don't know how else you would want to say that. He didn't actually murder anyone, so that, that's, um, that's I mean, what he did. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, if he kidnapped and raped a bunch, then... Oh, and held captive. This show has just completely destroyed my love of, of breakfast cereal, by the way. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Which I just, one? I can't stop thinking. 
I do, every time I pour like a bowl of Cheerios, I just see a bunch of like looped around flaccid Andre penises. Oh, nice. <laughs> You know, the King Vitamin, I don't know if you guys remember the cereal King Vitamin, but for some reason that cereal always looked so strangely generic to me that it was kind of creepy, like that weird king on the front of the box, and it wasn't quite uh, Captain Crunch, but it wasn't quite... Like, they didn't put enough thought into it to make him interesting, but they were like, we need a something here. We need the king of all cereals now. (laughs) But we're not going to put marshmallows. that's what he was. He was certainly the king of all cereals. Right. Wink. <laughs> so, okay, so, yeah, that's what Kenneth Parnell did. Um, <clears throat> so let's go. He was let's, the king of all cereals? Yeah, yeah, he probably had uh, King Vitamin in his house being all fucking creepy and shit. Um, he would like, pour a bowl for himself, and every time he would take a bite, he would go, My liege. <laughs> My liege. <clears throat> so... September 26, 1931 to January 21st, 2008, uh, lived this man, Kenneth Eugene Parnell, and um, he was born in Amarillo, Texas. I'm going to skip past his crazy story. Um, it's reported, though, although that he was also molested as a child, um, and he just had a... It was a rough upbringing. It wasn't excruciating. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything yeah. crazy, super crazy. It, it was I, pretty I think, rough. I think we've talked about before on the show, and if we haven't, or if we have, I'm sorry, because I'm about to try to do it again. I'll keep it short, though. Please do. People that are molested as children, I've, I've known quite a few in my life. I've even dated some. Um it does not give you uh, carte blanche to fuck other people up. Like, I <clears throat> I hate when we hear someone's story like this and be like, yeah, and did you hear? He was fucked up real bad as a kid, too. And I'm like, well, I've, I, I've known, like I said, uh, quite a few uh, people who were uh, molested, uh, some even uh, seriously over... Uh, you know, quite a bit of time. And uh, they were all very fucking normal people that didn't kidnap or rape anyone. It does happen. Much like the children of many of these murder victims and and children of some of these killers as well, or, or family members of some of these killers. It, it's not... It doesn't have to be a hereditary thing. It doesn't have to be a... a mm-hmm. A factor of uh, brought on by a factor of trauma, but but sometimes it can be obviously, and sometimes it right. just motherfucker is just physiologically his brain isn't as isn't the same as ours. Right. So, it, right. Exactly. I so mean, it doesn't matter where you're from or who you are. Anyone can become a superhero. Indeed. Indeed. And, and some you know some people are born with it, and some people wind up in a terrible accident and you know wake up with you know crazy powers and Mm -hmm. stuff so um hint hint uh so yeah december 4th 1972 uh this guy uh he abducted a boy by the name of steven stainer um hence the name of the movie and the book 
written by this and all of that. I know my first name is Steven because when he was... Damn it, my truck shut off. I forgot to rev it. Son of a bitch <laughs> nipple. Alright, hang on. Sorry. Yep. Actually, I All can right, let Rob, it go give for us a little some, bit. It's nice and some... cool in here. I'll start it in a little bit okay. when it starts to get Well, then, again. Rob, just be, just be thinking about some Chris starting his truck music because you're in charge of that, too. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if you just busted out with CNC Music Factory, I would be okay with that. I think you're on the right track. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or a groove is in the heart. I like that. Anyway, uh, okay, mm-hmm. moving on. So... <clears throat> Yeah, when when Stephen was found, or that's really not the way I would put it, but we're just going to go with that for now. Uh, when the police asked him his name, the all the first thing he said is, "Well, I know my first name is Stephen." Okay, so moving on, Stephen was uh, the third of five children. He had uh, an older brother, Carrie who came out first and then it was a sister and then it was Steven and two more sisters. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, he, um, one day while he was on his way home from school, he was seven years old. Um, he was approached by a man named Edward, uh, sorry, Irvin Edward Murphy. Now this guy Mm -hmm. was a coworker of Parnell um, they both worked in Yosemite National Park, um, and oh. Parnell, somehow being a smooth talker, I guess, uh, convinced this guy that he was an aspiring uh, minister, right? So he gave him okay. a bunch of religious pamphlets and told him to go out and recruit a young boy. Okay. For, I don't know. That's really just as far as that whole story goes. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't give his uh, in any of the reports. They don't give his exact words. But um. So so but but it, it, he it was a ruse to oh, yeah. this other guy. It wasn't him saying, "Hey, uh, go go find me some some young boys to fuck." Yeah, yeah. This this guy, at first, this guy was truly, um what's the word I'm searching for taken over into the whole God thing. Yeah. 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 He was, he was confused. Oh, well, not confused. Yeah. He was he very was confused. Bamboozled. He was bamboozled. That's a good one. There you go. <clears throat> Hoodwinked. So, uh, yeah, we're going to call him EE cause he's Edward or Irvin Edward. Anyway, he, um, yeah, he was described by other people as being naive and things of that nature, simple-minded, right. easily, easily uh, controlled. E- yeah, easily, yeah, 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 all of the above. So, yeah, he he convinced him that he was a minister, and of course, being a man of God, he couldn't possibly be doing anything wrong with these boys. So he had him go by where the, all the kids were getting out of school and pass out pamphlets, asking if any of the children's parents would like to donate some stuff to the church. Right. So he does this. He finds a boy who says yes, uh, because the Stainer's parents were were you know, pretty religious. Uh, and he says, yes, of course, my mom would probably like to, to donate. So the man, he, he asks, okay, well, can you 
take me to your mother. I'll give you a ride home and and all that fun stuff. And he didn't approach him in a car. He approached him on foot. And then so when right. he signaled, Parnell comes rolling around the corner in, uh, in a white, uh, what the hell was it? White Buick and uh, scooped him up. Okay, and- I, I swear to I thought you were going to say panel van. And <laughs> I was going to ask if that's where it came from. Free candy spraying uh, it on the side. No, that was I'm, probably I'm, Dean Coral. Remember, he was the candy I'm man. trying to. I'm not even. Well, I'm not even trying to not joke right now. It's like your your recounting of this is getting just fucking so much more and so much more unsettling. Um, that and, and it's not that I I feel like I shouldn't make jokes about it because uh, E E's a fucking asshole, son of a bitch, cunt nugget and. And our our buddy there, Parnell, is uh, that times, uh, you know, dog shit. Indeed. Uh, but it's so, f- God, like, because I, I mean, I could remember being a kid and just being so fucking terrified that something like that would happen to me. You and me and both. And just thinking about this kid being like, yeah, let's, yeah, you guys can bring me to my mom and, and we'll give you some stuff for your church and stuff. Yeah. And just not even fucking, not having no clue at all. What the fuck is about to happen to him? After and going to Mardi see, Gras, that would have never worked on me. Oh, I would have yeah. told him to go fuck himself in his church. Oh, it wouldn't work for seven. But. Yeah, no, it, it wouldn't have worked on me either. I, I definitely did not go against or get into anything with anybody else unless my parents were right there. But um, no, man, I, I like a lot of kids, and this is this is a this is a terrible thing because it's not something that you could that you could have prevented as a parent or right. as anyone trying to think ahead or, or you know plan for scenarios and shit if you're a religious person you don't teach that to your children as being something that other people can use to prey on you you know what i mean right right you don't you don't you don't teach it as a weapon exactly um, and and i mean i i'm i i, I as well you know i actually had a a very short run-in with some fucking really weird, creepy dude when I was walking home from the bus stop one day, uh, and he did ask me, like, directions to fucking Sam's Club, which is, like, I don't know, six blocks down the street from my house. I told him how to get there. There's one turn to get there, and he's like, oh, well, can you come take a ride with me and maybe show me? Yeah. And I was like, nah. No, I'm good. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna fucking eat some Cap'n Crunch and, and watch Live some, another uh, day. Jesus Whatever Christ. the fuck, you know? Seriously? But it, I was just thinking about that, and it, it really, it's it's kind of, it's terrifying, but kind of funny, about how many absolute strangers I had gotten cars with and went home with in my 20s. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that oh, happens. And, and never in a good state of mind, ever. <sighs> So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to railroad you. I just no. It's very valid. No, no. Really that's get okay. a, get across how, like, I don't know, like how close to home this hits, like to me, and that's the closest I ever got to being in any kind of danger whatsoever, Dude, ever. Wait till the so rest. So it's of got this to story, be resonating though, with lots of other people. Because, like you said, you were you were paranoid as a child, and so was I, because I listened to what the hell my mom said. You know what I mean? And, you know, I was one of those kids that that had to be you had to prove it to me in some kind of way or make me understand it in in a different way than just telling me don't do it. You have to show me why don't do it. Right. So when I realized all kinds of shit, 
you know, is when it really settled, you know, however I learned it, that's how it had to be. And, and then it settled in my head from then on. And after seeing this movie, oh my God, I, the, I, my paranoia went up like times 10. And so <laughs> did my sisters and so did my brothers and just this shit fucked me up as a like like not in a bad way like it it opened my eyes mm -hmm. and made me look at things maybe a little more um with a little more of a of a dirty scrutinous filter right right it, well uh, i you have to be a skeptic to ev everyone until they prove their intentions are true otherwise right and um, and i'm generally a, a happy was generally a happy kid mm -hmm. and outgoing and you know i'll say hi and bullshit with anybody who wants to say oh you you have such beautiful kids and to my mom and shit like that you know mm -hmm. so <clears throat> anyway this this story is fucking crazy to me and and i honestly i thought i was kind of going to it peeling through it a little fast so you're you're your uh, cut in there was valid. No, this is good. This, this is good. This is good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So, believing they're both men of God, Stephen, without blinking an eye, hops into the car, thinking he's going to be taken home to his house to talk to his mom, who's waiting there for him. And um, instead, he's driven uh, about a hundred miles away to a cabin Jesus. in Yosemite in the Yosemite uh, park area which what the fuck is a seven-year-old doing walking home from school alone what is this fucking communist Russia uh, see <laughs> 1972 throwback yep it was 1972 and I don't know I don't know there's well, always he wasn't been hitchhiking though no he wasn't he wasn't traveling the country he was walking home from school I did that my entire childhood yeah yeah, yeah, I did too. I don't think I did it quite that young, but I mean, with my brother, yeah, definitely. My sister and I were, yeah, were easily that young. But um, yeah, so okay, so <clears throat> incidentally, this cabin that, that of Parnell's that he was taken to uh, was only a few hundred feet from his uh, paternal, I believe, uh, his paternal grandfather's house. So he was just what? Wait, right so, there. Wait, the kid's paternal grandfather or Yes, Parnell's? the child's paternal grandfather's house. <clears throat> Stevens. Really? Mm -hmm. So he, it, obviously, it was held captive here. Uh, and he was basically in the same fucking subdivision as his grandpa? Yep. And nobody knew. <clears throat> nobody, nobody knew. Well, that, I mean, that I guess those, how could you? Well, Parnell didn't just know shows that you that's how who small he was, the world so really is. It was just a completely yeah, exactly small world, random sort of fact, factoid. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? The 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 hunt it, and it, the search and and it's so close to home sometimes. The story that you're you're setting up is an extremely ominous one. Beautiful. Well done, sir. Right? It most certainly is, because it does get worse. Um, the first night, on the first night, uh, after some coaxing, Stephen uh, admitted that he was molested the first night and full-on raped uh, 13 days later and for the next seven years of his life. Motherfucker. Like I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean, I have to say this, but well, I don't even. I don't. Okay, 
uh, I'm I'm gonna wait a second before I say this, just so there's an easily an easily cuttable area of audio here. Mm-hmm. Um, what the fuck were they doing for 13 days? Were they like whining and dining him and taking him to fucking Chuck E. Cheese and shit? Like, uh, if they were gonna rape him for the next seven fucking years, not they, only Parnell. Oh, oh, Parnell, right, right, right. But if he... The other guy was, was around fucking in and out. ...rape this kid for the next seven fucking years, uh-huh. what's that 13 days about? It was... I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it was. Please. It is it is the biggest mind fuck I've ever heard of. And as a child, oh. I had no idea that this kind of shit was even possible... You know, this is a fucking. This guy had a superpower, for real, and he. So that was the that was the that was the conditioning phase. Yes, yes, and he did it by preying on the child psychology and using the right words. So he, as Stephen asks, for the next week, to go home, uh, Kenneth Parnell, proceeds to tell him, that. He's the minister. He's good friends with his parents. Uh, His parents are... They have too many children. They're poor. And they don't have enough money to take care of him. So they gave him away. Wow. Yes. And he proceeds... On so many levels. It's... Oh my god. It's detestable. For real. Uh, Then he proceeds to change the boy's name. Uh from Stephen uh, uh, Stephen Gregory Stainer to Dennis Gregory Parnell. Uh, he kept Gregory so the child I think I think it's part of the conditioning as allowing the child to stay connected to himself in a way. Uh, I, 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 I would think that would be more of a mindfuck. I, yeah, I don't want to I, like, I don't want to pre- like presume to understand and to know the psychology because I'm not learned like that even though I kind of wish I was um, because it fascinates the fuck out of me but that would be my guess right Uh, and he he allowed him to keep his birth date as well Um, well well, isn't he fucking generous yeah uh, yeah again I don't know if it's part of the I I don't know if that it would I don't know I don't know if it's good or bad uh, but so, yeah, in, in, for the next seven years, uh, he enrolled the boy in several different schools all over California, the, the, that area of California, which it was uh, Merced or Merced, California. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and uh, how, yeah. long, how long did he wait before he, he enrolled him in a school? That that he much... had to have... He had to have thought for sure to himself when I when this kid's in school with other kids I can trust him that I'm going to come pick him up at the end of the day yeah. and there won't be, you know, a, a squadron of squad cars there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It I'm sure there are there is a paper trail of records to, you know what I mean, to pinpoint some mm-hmm. roundabout area, but uh, that type of stuff isn't in the reports that you, you know, the the articles and stuff that you read about it uh you'd have to really do some digging pi style to, See, to that, find that type that of shit. just pisses I, I know you guys 
don't have kids, so you've never enrolled a kid in school. Mm-hmm. But holy mm-hmm. shit, the paperwork you have got to fill out. You've got to have shot records, you birth certificates, now. fucking proof of residency. I was, yeah, I was about to say, did you shit. have to do that in the late 70s, early 80s, though? No, but this is probably one of the reasons why this yep. fucked up guy right here. I'd like to dig uh, him up and kick him in his fucking head. I guarantee it was. I guarantee this was one of the main reasons because this this trial was so big uh, at seven years and the boy pops up. So uh, they made a book. They made a movie. They made subsequent documentaries and all kinds of shit the boy was a was kind of a mini celebrity for a while and i'll get into all that quick question quick question to you that you may not know the answer to and that's fine if you don't Mm -hmm. um was was little steven here like was he the first discovered basically of this kind of a uh a, a child kidnapped and held prisoner for many many years uh and then you know found or something like like was this a With new the phenomenon and all that or or an, like because I know that things escaped. like this I mean I know that things like this have happened uh, since which means they probably happened before but the, just the way that you you're saying that he kind of you know almost had a, a little bit of celebrity afterwards because of it mm-hmm. uh, just leads me to believe that. Uh, you know the the public hadn't seen anything like this before, kind of deal. It, I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't know that that if there was uh, this type of situation, whether it was a prison, just a simple uh, a abductee prisoner having escaped, or a, mm-hmm. a, an actual reconditioned prisoner having just popped up, because it's it, it is that he escaped. But you'll you'll hear the rest of the story. Either way, right, I, I'm not right. really yeah, sure go, go if this it. was the first, uh, but I would imagine gotcha. that it was the first majorly televised one of this nature. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It's kind of like Jack the Ripper was the first celebrity, quote-unquote, serial killer. Because he was the first one that got all the press. Right. Right, right, right. And, or H.H. Holmes is considered the first American serial killer, even though he wasn't, just because he got the media around him so much exactly mm-hmm. and, and i know well, it was that fabulous mustache though you know uh, <clears throat> yeah yeah there's always always that to take into account sorry i'm <clears throat> choking on myself here uh <laughs> i i don't Gross. know i know that there are plenty <laughs> i'm well i'm i'm flexible uh anyway i know that there have been plenty of <laughs> child blah 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 cases before this one so i believe Mm -hmm. that this one specifically was uh so serious because of the reconditioning that happened that part is what i believe uh shocked everybody so much i i i I really do uh i appreciate your high sense of sensitivity uh by by calling them child blah 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 cases i think that's going to be a really good thing for our show (laughs) You know, but I, I did that just so that I didn't have to use the words. Sometimes I feel the words kind of are yeah. a little sharper well, it, than going, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. <laughs> or yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah, in that seven years, not only did um, Stephen get, uh, or now Dennis, I think, uh, yeah, I don't like name. that. Can don't we either. call him? 
Can we call him Stennis? <laughs> Stennis. Uh, yeah, not only was he the moved boy formerly known as. There you go. Formerly wait, known no, as wait, Steven. I, I certainly did not hear what Robert said. Um, so he said Robert, the boy formerly known as Steven. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's okay. valid. Uh, He's got those weird, weird shaved fucking. <laughs> this this fucking, oh my god! This old man is creepy too. He's one of those ones who's so white that he's got a red nose. He's got this. That, that's like got, hold on, mind. That's like fucking Leonard Lake. He was the whitest man I've ever seen in my entire life, and that beard, not a help. If you have a weak chin, uh, deal with it. Don't cover it up with a goddamn giant bushy beard, because you look like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> you look like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, the, uh, I guess part of the reason that, that uh, Stephen bounced around to a couple of different schools over those years was because Parnell couldn't keep a fucking job, and he bounced around um, as well. Well, that, and it keeps him more isolated, too. You know, so that way he doesn't yeah, end up he, with with long term friends that friends are like, "Hey, you want to come shit, over yeah. for a sleepover?" That makes sense. Exactly. That makes sense. Like, hey, why isn't your dad putting his penis in your bum? Yeah. And, and yeah, that was not a very nice thing to hear. No, but no. Uh, guess what? That's what he was going through every single night of his goddamn life for seven years. I believe that. So. You know, and the conditioning was so strong. Uh, it, it's actually said that Parnell took a few jobs where he actually had to travel. So he would leave the boy home by himself. Wow. For extended periods. Wow, wow. Yeah, and, and Stephen actually later later spoke up and well, when he was telling his story, uh, he said that he realized now that there were tons of times, a millions of times, he that could've he could have just walked away. Yeah, and not even had to try to escape, and just done whatever he wow. wanted, and it would it would it wouldn't have been a big deal. But the conditioning was so strong that he honestly felt he didn't know what to do if he did walk away because he didn't a he didn't have a family to go to, and b he thought it was legal. He thought they gave him away for real right no he totally bought into the stockholm syndrome yeah yeah but is that even stockholm syndrome like stockholm syndrome is when you start to sympathize with your captor not when your captor uh pummels you with so many crazy uh lies well i don't know the second story but you had the lady you had the lady who was a willing participant in murder she was locked under the dude's bed for years what would, like put her in the bed well, that's just like that's just like a whole gimp situation though that's a that's a whole different yeah but she was actively participating in murder she would like go out and get other women and bring them back to him ah, that's a that's a bag of peanuts of a different color we'll get back to that Ooh, hey, we better circus peanuts probably i want to hear all of that i kind of really do too but i want to hear <laughs> the rest of this now though so. if it's fucked up weird i'm your man that's awesome, and that's why we like you so much, sir. And that is the business card I'm making up for you uh, very shortly now. Uh, <laughs> that is what it'll say. If you want weird, I'm your man. And it'll have you, like, pointing at yourself like one of those old, like, goddamn giant-headed pet boy things. It's going to be good. I think nice. that should be the next t-shirt. I'm fucked up, I'm weird, but hey, I'm interesting. 
Oh, shit. Well, just super, super quick, Chris. Uh-huh. Um, we're about to come up with t-shirts, I guess. Uh, like, we're, we're going we're gonna to do, do merch, kind of. Um, so just if you were ever going to email us about fucking anything ever, the fuck you want on a shirt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that, that uh, maybe, you know, that was that was our little little sliver of ginseng on our tongues there. I say we get Chris to cover his ears, I'll cover my eyes, and you cover your mouth. I, I, the only thing I'm covering is my nuts, because if I'm going anywhere near you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. So, moving right along. I think t-shirts are going to be badass, and I will rock one all over the place. I, I want one mm-hmm. of our of our actual original logo. I don't know how difficult that's going to be on a fucking screen. Not print, very. That's a ton of colors. But um, oh, we're good. We're good. All right. So um, yeah, I guess uh, for Parnell's early life, actually, it is kind of uh, to be noted that uh, he was actually arrested for sodomizing a young boy in 1951 uh, and impersonating a police officer. Uh, He had a false deputy sheriff's badge and sentenced to four years. And um, it said, (laughs) it, it says, while receiving treatment at Norwalk State Hospital, he cut a lock from a clothes room window and escaped, staying free until February of the following year when he finally was apprehended in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So he's Jesus. kind of kind of a slick motherfucker in a way. And, and this guy and this was is still back- able to get a job at a state is Yosemite a state or national park? Uh, yes. national park, yeah. That's a and this guy well, was, was still say- able to get a job. I was going to say earlier, um, now we have uh, another type of human being to throw in right alongside the Nazis. Do not trust National Park Rangers. Oh, man. Yeah, this is this story is like half, only halfway done. It, it's going to... Anyway, let me, let me get to that. Good, because we were halfway done with the show. So Sweet, this is perfect. perfect timing. All right, so <clears throat> looks like uh, February 14th, which was Valentine's Day. That's interesting. Which is a day for lovers. 1980. Know, yes. uh, Parnell, having having gotten rid of the first accomplice, um, Irvin Edward Murphy, uh, Parnell has now kind of somehow, I don't know how the fuck he pulled this off, but somehow he has befriended and now talked uh, one of Stevens schoolboy acquaintances into helping him so well it's it's like how did dean coral get the two boys that helped him do all that fucked up shit yeah, well, I mean, I he did that with drug drugs and money yeah he but, yeah this was a totally different situation i th- it doesn't say at all how how he could have talked this kid into doing this but um this kid sean poor kids are trusting yeah kids that's, are trusting and the one thing that. I'll say about that, just super quick, is that you know if if my childhood best friend's dad would even uh, lightly try to convince me to do something like this, I'm like, well, well, Johnny's my best friend. Like, I mean, that, and that's his dad. So like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, of course, because I'm stupid and I'm tiny, and my brain is also very small and unexperienced in being fucked over. And he's probably still <clears throat> using the minister game, you know. Just need one of your friends mm-hmm. to, you know, come back so I can tell you know, them about every God. Every time I go to Toys R Us, 
every time I go to Toys R Us, I go to the the board game aisle, not only to look for my, my weekly uh, games of life uh, board games, but I always ask, I'm like, where's the minister game? And they're like, oh, the last one went out this morning. I'm like, fuck, man. I can't. I've been trying for a long time. I'm just not getting the minister game, man. Yeah. See, the scary part is this guy could have actually been a priest in the Catholic Church. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I have a feeling he's a bit more monogamous. He, um, he he's kind of <laughs> he's kind of weird looking, but uh, he probably could have pulled off. Was that a low look. blow? Was that a low blow to Christianity I just threw? <laughs> I Fucking good. I <laughs> that joke it. worked on so many levels. It was just. It was beautiful. It really was. I just had to take a Thanks. second to admire that because that was that was beautiful. Well done. Oh, I'm in top form tonight, motherfuckers. Well, that's done, a fucking sir. Bible fact. <laughs> <coughs> so, moving right along, um, yeah. So it <clears throat> Valentine's Day in 1980, uh, Parnell got Sean Poorman to help him abduct uh, a little five-year-old kid named uh timothy white and yeah timmy little, little, little timmy little timmy was the breaking point though because mm-hmm. um steven wasn't cool with that he figured he didn't want to see another child go through what he went through so one night steven decided to while while parnell was at work uh, as a security guard or some shit somewhere, um, Stephen grabbed Timothy and he just walked out. And he hitchhiked back to t- where where Timothy lived, where he was abducted, which was in uh, Ukiah, uh, California. And he just mm-hmm. walked. He, he left Timothy hiding. He told Timothy to hide across the street. And he walked into to the police office um, and told them that he he didn't tell him who he was he told them that he rescued a boy from being kidnapped timothy white who lived here and when the cops were like uh i don't see a boy and what and who the fuck are you uh then he finally said okay well i guess this is not going to be as easy as i thought it was they're not just going to rush mm-hmm. out there and go get timmy and everything will be okay so that, that's why you send timmy in with just a note pinned to his shirt right right so so the first thing he said was oh no you know what i'm sorry i'm a dumbass i got that completely backwards that is exactly what he did he sent timmy in to say that i was a boy kidnapped and i escaped and then they asked, well, they saw fucking, what's his name, hiding across the street and asked, how did you uh, get there? And then went and got him. And that was the first thing he said was, well, I know my first name is Steven. So now how much of a gotcha. mind fuck is that, that he wanted to just get rid of the, the little kid, but he was going to go back. Yeah. If the police hadn't noticed him outside. He was going to go back. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I was just thinking. And I... <laughs> I know he said that it's because he didn't want to see another little boy go through what he had to go through for so long. Uh-huh. But is there any, I mean, is there any inkling whatsoever, even just in your mind, I don't care if it's in, you know, popular conception of it, that he was maybe jealous of the new boy? Like maybe that he, that, had, it, that he had become accustomed to this relationship with this man and didn't want to share 
the, his relationship and that's fucked up to ask but no I mean, I no no it's... no that's a psychology it's... thing and that might actually be part of the case he never admitted to that i i don't believe but but that might actually be part of it because when it comes down to the way he was treated aside from the sexual abuse and stuff like that it wasn't he wasn't being like he never admitted that he was being like beaten, beaten and, and like stuff that. like that yeah it was mm -hmm. he was actually allowed to do to come and go as he pleased he was allowed to drink alcohol uh smoke cigarettes and smoke weed since he was like so he, 10 years so he old was, he was the coolest boy on the block exactly he just he just had to have daddy parnell's uh dingleberry naughty bits his, mm -hmm. Oh god damn it. Yep. And see, I don't think I can't make that I can't make that sentence cute. So anymore. think about that though. As uh, as a child mm. uh, and as uh, from 7 years old to 14 years old, as that it in that little time frame, being the coolest kid on the block is kind of a big fucking deal. And um <sighs> Yeah, but getting butt fucked every night is also pretty a pretty big fucking deal yeah but I, I don't I, I don't I'm not I'm not trying to downplay that in any way shape or form what I'm what I'm saying is I know if I know how, how important popularity is when you're a kid I know that uh, but it's it's so I think fucked even, up to think even, about that being a, even a possible factor yeah but I think it might have played a part and I'll tell you why very shortly um <clears throat> So, yeah, but within hours, Parnell was arrested. Uh, he was tried for kidnapping Stainer and White, but not for sexual abuse. Uh, he, was uh, he was convicted of both kidnappings and served five years of a seven-year sentence. Um, Jesus fucking Edward Christ. Murphy... I was actually really hoping that you were about to say he was kidnapped, because that would have just been so juicy. <laughs> no, they, they actually say he wasn't brought up on, on sexual abuse because he didn't get around to sexually abusing Timothy, and uh, Stephen didn't admit to it at first, uh, as well right. as the they wanted to... There's that whole thing I was talking about, how the, the lawyers fucking play certain games... You know what I mean? And they'll leave certain charges off so they can make something else stick a certain way and all that kind of shit. I think it's kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. And it comes up a lot where some families are not feel like they're, they're being shorted their justice because certain sometimes killers aren't brought up on certain charges. And uh, I think yeah, that's... Five years for two kidnapping charges? Right. And one is a, a seven-year-long kidnapping? Imprisonment. Shit, you get... You can get five just years a, for being in an argument with your girlfriend and just touching her. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Or even her saying that you touched her. Yeah. You don't even have to touch yeah. her. She could just call the police and say, yeah, he touched me. He pushed me. Yeah. But dudes can do that, too, first of all. But anyway, and it's all fucked up. You can go to jail for fucking five years uh, for being caught with a goddamn half a joint in your cigarette pack. It, it, the, yeah. the legal system's fucked. But I do see the strategy in dropping certain things from from charges sometimes and yes and, and it's all about that winning percentage but when a man only gets it's, I, seven well, years it's not all about the winning percentage it's about we can try him for both but the evidence is weak on this one side and it's super strong on this other side that might be the lighter side that it's super strong but if we drop the weak evidence side we are going to fucking nail this dude 100% for sure. He will go to prison. Mm -hmm. If we try both, there's a chance that we will look like we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, and he will go free. Well, 
I mean, when he only gets seven years, you 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 might want to think your your strategy's off a little bit, especially when there was a there was a period uh, in there somewhere where uh, Parnell actually had a girlfriend live in the house with him and Stephen for a while, and um, <clears throat> it was it was said later that uh, she also sexually abused him. And um, Christ, for man. about eighteen months is when she lived in the house. Uh, and, and Sean Foreman, uh, sorry, Sean Porman, uh, received a, a term in a juvenile work camp. Uh, that was the kid, the Stevens friend, who helped kidnap mm-hmm. Timothy. Uh, Barbara Mathias mm-hmm. didn't get anything at all because that just wasn't part of the thing. She was never charged he, with any he's... violation or cooperated with the authorities or anything like that. Um, and the dude, Edward Murphy, uh, let's see, he was sentenced to five years and paroled after two. Uh, a good thing is, though, later on, uh, well, well on down the road, um, this motherfucker being a, just an old ass man now, 71 years old in shitty health, being taken care of by a fucking like nurse that comes over to his crib because he's got diabetes and emphysema and shit uh in and she's january big and fat and jamaican and he's always he's always bitching about how she smells and her food fucking makes his her smell terrible probably. but he's really just a racist probably yeah mm-hmm. but he did uh try to coerce her into purchasing a four-year-old boy for him with five hundred dollars he wanted to give. Uh, uh, he he wanted to buy. A, he was going to buy a birth certificate for a hundred bucks, and uh, four hundred dollars to given to her was going to be given to her upon the completion of the transaction. He wanted a boy to be received on January third, two thousand three, and because at, I don't know a hundred dollars for a birth certificate, I don't know what kind of people he's connected to. But anyway, um, I, was just about, I was just about to say it's amazing how how garbage people seem to find other garbage people so effortlessly right and you're an old ass man Whoa. you're still asking for shit like this you you spend time in prison you meet all kinds of people you gotta figure True. five years he met counterfeiters rapists murderers he was a child it. molester though like how is he not the target of he wasn't attack? he wasn't in jail for child molesting he was in jail for kidnapping yeah. that's actually that's true. completely different but the story was really big so i imagine people knew what the hell was happening uh yeah he specifically requested that the child have a clean rectum he didn't say exactly what he was going to do but that's what he said a four-year-old boy with a clean rectum is what he wanted um <clears throat> for 500 bucks. See, you can't fix people like that. You just have to take them out, shoot them in the head, and be done with them. Well, so she knew, his caretaker knew of his record, and she told the cops and uh, and agreed to help uh, set up a sting and get him. And so now he's serving 25 years to life. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Just please tell me in the sting that the part of the four-year-old boy was played by a cop that was kneeling <laughs> down with shoes, shoes under his knees. <laughs> Oh, they found shit. a rookie cop with a baby face. Like when, mm-hmm. yeah, Just like a, when fucking Aladorf. Uh, when Damon Wayans did the head detective, that shit was hilarious. All right, so, so that's just all I need to to lighten this mood a little bit because honestly, this is the most skin crawling 
fucking uncomfortable I've ever felt doing an episode of this show. Oh, it gets cool, and though. I fucking... And I spent uh, almost two and a half weeks writing the goddamn Junko episode. Right. And this but is, is the, the most difference. uncomfortable I've felt. He got five years for kidnapping two kids, but yet he just wants to purchase a kid and he gets 25 to life. Uh-huh. Well, I, oh, that I was a three-strike sort of thing, though, in California. That was his third ah, strike. Okay, because I was, I was gonna say the fact that he specifically requested that the boy have a clean butthole, uh-huh. um, probably could have finally pushed the other kinds of charges uh, to the forefront of the case. But I also have no idea what he was even charged with. I just know what he. See, was California don't with. get much right, but that three strikes you're out is actually pretty good. Well, I'm surprised no, they still have that on the books. Actually, it's not though. Now, because that. That three strikes is... What if your third strike is fucking jaywalking? You, no, you it's three see? felonies. Yeah, Three yeah, felonies. Yeah. Uh, well, You'd have to be jaywalking butt naked and pissing on a cop car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, felony drug possession up until very recently was not very much. So there are people in jail for a very long time for walking around with weed three times. That's um, true. <clears throat> but this story a, is yeah, still... Yeah, but then they let the weed over. people out when they legalized it. I don't believe they did because they were still, they were still oh, charged with a crime. They should, but, um, they should definitely I, that's open why doors I, and let them people out. I've, I've always thought that the three strikes route was just laziness on the part of any kind of authority. Because I, I mean, am I completely fucking mad by thinking that each crime should be, uh, should be you know taken as. It's individual fucking crime well, when and you, not lumped in with no. some other shit just because there's an arbitrary number. No, but when you think of how many sheep there really are, most most people are not that fucking clever or inventive or original or anything like that. It's very much a numbers game in that in that case. But still, this story is only half over. Let's not debate for too long. Uh, okay. Moving on, September 17th, 1989... Uh, actually, no, I'm not even going to go to that point yet. So when, when Steven came home, not only was he kind of received as a local celebrity, but the, one of the reasons that, that Parnell wasn't charged for the molestation is because um, <clears throat> or they speculated that, A, the lawyers didn't want to put the family through uh, the taboo that would have come along with that mm. at that time, you know, in the country and all that. Uh, and, right. And, yeah, the, and the lawyers also wanted to play another game, so with the sentencing, so um, that wasn't part of his celebrity until the book and the movie actually came out and that kind of stuff, and then everybody found out about that. But it wasn't a big deal after that point. So anyway, um, when he came home, though, it was kind of fucked up because he was now for the last seven years allowed to do whatever he wanted, curse, fucking oh, no. smoke, drink come and go as he pleased and none of the other kids were ever allowed to do that because the family was already was now broken from having lost a child uh never knowing Mm -hmm. if they were going to get him back or what happened to him um live or dead and uh but still very religious so being only one older brother in the family he was now charged with watching his sisters all the time and being um you know, doing more chores and all this kind of shit. Uh, now that Steven shows up and he's this unruly little bastard, um, which is what he's been conditioned to be, uh, mm-hmm. it causes conflict. 
And Carrie, uh, which is what the older brother's name is, Carrie uh, Stainer, uh, makes mention that he felt that he felt neglected because everybody was so worried about Stephen when he was a child. But now he's got a fucked up background too. I'm not going to go into it because it's going to make the episode way too long. You guys can do your own research if you really want to know about this guy a little more. But uh, I'm going to tell his story now real quick. Um, so he had conflict with Steven when he came home. They got into a bunch of fights, blah, blah, blah. Carrie was the oldest. He thought he was going to fucking rule the roost. Now he'd been, you know, keeping everything up for so long. But that did not happen. Steven eventually found a girlfriend and moved out or whatever. I don't know. It was... Anyway, uh, September 17th, 1989, Steven actually died in a motorcycle accident. So... Wow. Well, li- live fast, die young, leave a I guess, uh, man. terribly, terribly fucking abused corpse, I suppose. That's a fucking, mm. just a hell of a t- tragic fucking life. Could have been a hell of a lot worse, I suppose, but <clears throat> it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shortly thereafter, the brother, Carrie Stainer, who had been in and out of um, hospitals a few times for mental uh, anger issues and, you know, mental, uh, what you call it, treatment. Um, Mm -hmm. Nothing too, too serious, but he did have this weird habit of getting so angry that he would pull the hair out of the top of his head. So he was wearing a hat for years, and you can see him in with a with a baseball cap and a suit on in in the videos of uh, Stephen when he's being you know shot cameras and the press and all that type of shit. Right, you can see him and standing that, off in the background. Because he's got a weird bald spot, mm-hmm. so he's he's hiding a bald spot for years wow. through high school and all that shit. And he's always wow. got this fucking weird brooding look on his face and shit when you see him in the videos of Steven. Because Steven has this weird smile on his face. And uh, it's funny that, <clears throat> well, it's not funny, but it, uh, it digresses back to what we were talking about earlier. In that Steven actually made mention later on, years later, before he died though, obviously, um, that he wondered with all the, the issues that it caused that his conditioning wound up causing between him and his brother and his family and all that, um, he wondered if it would have been a better idea for him just to stay with Parnell. If it would have been better on everybody, including him, if he would have just sent Timmy off in a cab or something. Jesus shit, man. And what a thing to fucking ponder. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, continue, please, because I'd rather not ponder it. <laughs> Heard that? <laughs> it's, it's fucking too sad. So, yeah. Actually, um, I think it was kind of a break that Stephen died because he definitely would have. He definitely probably would have turned into an abuser. Uh, I mean, th- there's nothing. There's nothing from his girlfriend or anything like that that said he was an asshole or anything. Uh, I know. The- I imagine he didn't stop the drinking or the smoking weed and probably progressed on to other drugs. I, I imagine that was part mm-hmm. of his lifestyle, you know, such as the motorcycle. The, the, and The one thing, the one thing that immediately uh, doesn't make me discredit, you know, what Rob just said is that he, his experience, like his experience of being uh, raped as a child um, 
turned into a, one of complete and utter normalcy, just everyday life. <clears throat> and he was still living this pretty sweet life, uh, you know, being the, the goddamn greaser kid of the neighborhood that everybody fucking wanted to be, the Fonz and shit. And uh, <clears throat> so Plus, I think that's the, loved, the one thing. I mean, that was his father figure. He probably actually loved him. That I mean, Yeah, that's... but. And that's why my question earlier is, is, did he love him as more than just, uh, hey, Dad, what's happening? Or, you know. It might have been I that also... up until the point where he realized what was going to happen to the other boy. You know, mm-hmm. because I know that was, he, oh, okay, he did right. mention that it was a, that he battled with himself for a little while about whether or not he could do anything about it. And then he finally said, fuck it. No, I have to, I have to get this kid out of here. This can't happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was probably fighting and <clears throat> fighting with himself about whether or not he could he could be okay with what was happening to him for years, right? And was using the the escape of the the smoking weed and drinking and you know all that kind of shit, being the cool kid as as his escape from it all. So I I mean, it's all punishment many, and reward, man. It does, it's all Skinner box shit. It's getting getting him to do what you need him to do. And then rewarding him when he acts appropriately when he does it, and <clears throat> and punishing him accordingly when he doesn't. It, um, how can how many <clears throat> different ways can you break a mind though? I mean, I'm guessing there's it's crazy. There's probably it depends on the development of the more, psychology of the mind you're trying to break. Probably more ways to break a child's mind than there is to leave your lover. Yeah, and yeah, there yeah, was yeah. Fifty ways to do that. So I guarantee it. Probably. A, Probably at least fifty six. At least fifty six. You mean like I mean, out he's the also, back, Jack? He's also a client. So uh huh. Always always add six when it comes to good facts, a good number of facts <laughs> from this show. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. Moving on. Um <clears throat> coming back to Carrie. Carrie uh was a handyman in the Yosemite Park. <laughs> In that same oh, no. area of um, California, the version, the area of yeah, uh, oh no, is kind of right. Um, <clears throat> he, yeah. So there was there was this lady named uh, Carol Sund and her teenage daughter okay. Julie, and their teenage. Traveling. I don't like where this is going. No, you don't. This, their teenage traveling companion, Silvina Peloso, um, <clears throat> they were touring colleges <clears throat> and uh, about to be on their way back home when they decided that they wanted to go see the park for a day, uh, stay in a hotel, and then meet uh, the husband back at the airport to, to go home. They were touring the, the colleges for the girls, right? Yeah. So. Um, that, that's why I don't do tourist shit, Robert. Starts in the back. Mm-hmm. But that's why I don't do touristy shit. Because shit, like, I don't even know what's about to happen. I have a pretty good feeling that I'm not going to feel fucking good about oh, it. Oh, no. you, you don't know this story? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I, ahead, I've, I've heard about, I've, I mean, I've seen shit about uh, uh, National Park uh, kidnappings and murders that, that go on, you know, that many, 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 many of them. And uh, and most go unreported, and things like that. And so, I mean, I know how fucked up it can get. So that's why I'm. I'm I, oh I don't no, know. it's one I'm, of my great escapes to go drive through the Smoky Ma- National Park. You can just hop well, off the trail. Well, you're you're a full walking. grown. 
you're a full-grown man that just looks so fucking nondescript that you're most likely more invisible than man. Then a, so, this is very true. Target. This is very true. Right. People take pictures of me thinking it's Sasquatch. <laughs> I still say that you're lying to me and you you, you really are my cousin Kevin. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. The, the carpet is real. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, so... He was the handyman at the Cedar Lodge Motel in El Portal, um, which is just outside of the Highway 140 Arch Rock entrance to Yosemite National Park. Um, And he was there. Beautiful drive. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. It's fucking, yeah, the, the mountains up there are nothing like they are in Tennessee and fucking Pennsylvania. Those are like, like big hills. Yeah, I don't know. Certain parts of the Rockies and shit like that. Or was it? What is it? The Smokies? That's in. Uh, yeah, it's the Smokies. That's in Tennessee. Yes, yeah, the Smokies. Um, yeah, certain parts. Yeah, of they're that nowhere are near mountains. the size of the Rockies. But nowhere near the size. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, man. He. Um, so they were touring the park. They were they were doing the, the thing, and there's tons of pictures of them enjoying the shit out of themselves, and um, they're in their hotel room when a knock at the door comes and it's a handyman and like I said I'm skipping over a lot of this story to make it fit all into this one episode so you guys can go back and do your own fucking research or watch the documentaries if you want but um, Rob clearly knows this story and did you know though that it was part of this other one did you know about the connection yes Oh, that's what makes it so fucked up yeah yeah, okay, and that's well, why well, I said well, Steven wait, definitely wait, wait, wait. could have turned into an abuser. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're gonna leave it there because I, <clears throat> I, I think Chris has a, a a really good streamlined narrative going on right now because I'm fucking I'm quite uh, literally riveted by this and I, I I need to hear it. I'm sorry. I just I've never been so sorry. enraptured Continue. by something Chris has been telling me, and I'm not yelling at you, Rob, or nothing. I'm just telling you to shut the fuck up so Chris can talk. <laughs> Rule number one. <laughs> Rule number one. Love you guys. Corporal privates. Um, do your job. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> no, so, yeah, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm skipping over some stuff. There's parts of the, the investigation that just would make it longer than it has to be. So, anyway, um, what, what, so the knock at the door of the hotel room, the, it's the handyman. Everybody's in their jammies and shit. Um, doing girl stuff and um he claims Pillow fighting makeovers yeah yeah bullshit like that giggling and about boys and he claims that he's got yeah, to fix something like there's a leak or <clears throat> some shit like that in the in the faucet and uh at first she doesn't let him in but um he 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 uses some kind of weird trick where he's he makes it seem like it's happening in other rooms and like, oh, sticks his head, like looks down the hallway. Oh, I'll be there as soon as I take care of this room, this whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? So it kind of throws her off, and she lets him in. Are um, these people fucking Jedi? Like, what is this? Right, slick. <laughs> they're <laughs> not the droids shit. you were looking for. Apparently, though, when when you go when you dig back into Carrie's story, not only was he fucking mentally fucked up. Uh, as a from childhood, he apparently did have um, some fantasies of murdering women. 
Uh, and and he didn't admit to any of that until he was older, um, until he was busted and had really. and had already murdered women. Yes, um, <laughs> he he really wanted to be a cartoonist, and he was actually pretty damn good um, when it came down to it. But is he still yeah. alive in jail? Because we could ask him to draw some shirts for us. He is. He actually is. He's serving life nope. because. California got rid of whatever death penalty that he was under at the time. Uh. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, he, after being let in, he proceeds to lock the door, um, attack, and just slit, I, I believe he slit a throat of the mother, um, Carol Sund, um, then proceeded to wrestle down and also kill the uh, the fifteen year old friend. Um, what was her name? Uh, Tra- traveling companion. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I forget her name. Something Peloso. She's like Latin girl. Ah, Silvina. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there it is. And th- and this was his account of it. You know, as as the investigation unfolded what really happened was that they were all missing for weeks and he took the the wife the carol's wallet and he drove it about a hundred miles away and he dropped it off somewhere as if to throw off the trail that maybe they went that way and you know so he's trying to outsmart them the whole time um he it was it was a basically hey what's that over there and and then running away while they turn their head right right so he winds <clears throat> up keeping the daughter julie alive for uh for a little while um he somehow piles them all piles the the mother and the traveling friend sylvina uh into the trunk they're dead already and somehow he winds up getting them out of the hotel lodge uh, uh, even if they're outside doors, it's still ballsy as fuck. And piling them into mm-hmm. the trunk and driving with a live uh, abducted victim uh, away as well in her jammies. Probably not looking very happy about what's going on. So super ballsy. Right. This dude is just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Um, <clears throat> later on, there is a, a hiker in the woods way way into Yosemite um, that finds the charred remains of the car Um, he says he didn't find any bodies he called cops cops show up um, and pry open the trunk to find the very 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 charred remains of the the wife and traveling companion uh it took them another couple of weeks to get proper dna back to confirm that it was them Uh, it was right it was pretty horrendous like this was this was highly televised um so there there was a lot of speculation and the whole time carrie is helping out the investigation in his own weird way He's not. They 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 looked at him as a suspect for a minute, but he he has a reason, you know, to be everywhere in the park at any time. Right. Um. 
so yeah, his his basically his story was good for the time being. He kind of slipped right under the radar and just did his thing. Uh, and it wasn't until a while later that he there was this girl named Joey Ruth Armstrong. She was actually 26. She was the hippie type and she lived in a cabin on uh, inside the park. She was uh she worked for a separate company that did tours. Okay. Um, he being the handyman uh all over the park saw her go back to her cabin, knew that she was alone and says he couldn't help himself. Um so he went over there and tried to play the same trick and she didn't fucking fall for it. So he had to fight her. And There's one thing that hippie chicks are good at. Yeah, man. Is it's not it they won't accept your stupid lines. You know, uh, your your clothes look great. Oh yeah, would they look better on your floor, motherfucker? Walk on. Right. Oof. Now there was there was this weird thing that that happened um, <clears throat> before Joey uh, Joey and Ruth was was handled. We'll say um, he drew a map to the car, and the police didn't really. Like, they didn't... Oh, sorry, no, I'm sorry. He drew a map to Julie, the third victim, the 15-year-old daughter. After they found right. the car, then he drew the and map the charred remains. to find Julie. Uh, and it said at the top, or uh, it said somewhere on the, on the piece of paper, had a lot of fun with this one. Now and he and he like hands it over in person or some shit. No, uh, see that's the thing. There's there's a documentary that states there were these two guys that were picked up, uh, in. They had the map. They found the map or something like that. I don't remember specifically. And and this was this is why I I, I need I really need to finish my fucking notes because I forget shit like this and it, it sucks i shouldn't have forgotten this he he drew the map because they were being charged with the two murders they were <sighs> looked at hard and he couldn't give up the the boasting he he didn't want these two guys to take any credit for his work pretty there you much go. is why oh. he dropped the map off wow. to the police wow. like no these two aren't the ones it, it was me who did it kind of thing what a fucking cocksucker robot saved the well, day with that you one. gotta Thank think you. The whole time, he never got the attention. It was always Steven, Steven, Steven. I mean, right. Chris mentioned him he, in his ball cap looking like, looking, you know, like he was in mourning mm-hmm. because the spotlight was never on him. Well, but <laughs> it also it also didn't deserve to be for any reason <coughs> until he became uh, a monster. So, <coughs> well, now if you if but you yeah, he just to... couldn't give up credit. If you listen to his sisters and and female cousin uh, tell stories about Carrie when he was a boy, <clears throat> being in charge of them and such, supposed to be watching oh, fuck, over I know, them. I, he was creepy about I it. I kind of don't want to hear this. It, yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it finished. Finished the story because we are starting to get to where we need to be. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, they wind up. They follow the 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 map or whatever and find Julie. Um, <clears throat> that one 
she was just badly decomposed. That one wasn't that that huge. Uh, then later on, he finds this hippie chick who gives him the fight of his fucking life. He thought it was going to be easy. She put up a big-ass fight, and because of that, he didn't have time to clean up the evidence. So when the cops showed up, they could tell everything mm -hmm. that happened. Uh, but they couldn't find Joey. wasn't until a few days later that... A head came floating down the river. <clears throat> and, oh, uh, Jesus fuck. Yeah, they identified it as Joey and Ruth. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, yeah, he he wound up getting busted. They, what is it? Let's see. Um, they were interviewing a bunch of people. He wound up giving himself away by basically backtracking on something that he said. Um and the when the FBI was called in that's that's who that they upon it says upon meeting him the FBI agent Jeff Rinek asked Stainer if he had ever seen the movie Billy Jack noting Stainer's resemblance to the film's <laughs> hero uh, initially he said that he he had never seen it but about 90 minutes later after building rapport during the drive to the FBI headquarters in Sacramento from the nudist resort now he tried to escape for a little while and he drove about 160 miles away and checked himself into this nudist resort and they fucking <laughs> they caught his ass no big deal he didn't fight at all so on his way back he did make mention um what does it say uh that stainer was surprised that renek uh, surprised renek by reciting several of billy jack's lines so they had already had him, but anyway, he, um, <clears throat> they found, uh, let's see, when they found Ruth, they saw his truck, and that's how they kind of, they kind of knew what was up. Um, so, yeah, man, the, the trial and conviction happens, and yada, 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 he pleads not guilty by reason of insanity, although... They couldn't make that stick. That didn't happen. Right. They noted all his prior mental illnesses and stuff like that, and he didn't. Well, wanna... he, he should have played. He should have played not guilty by reason of jealousy. Yeah. Right. So maybe that would have held a, a little bit more water, I suppose. The final ridiculousness. Now, see, they were, and this is why they were trying to make insanity stick. Because he wouldn't, he wasn't given up a confession uh, at first, until he decided to ask for a movie deal of his story. He wanted his story oh, to be told, and when the cops didn't give in and say, "Yeah, okay, sure, yeah, your story needs to be told," then he decided to say, "Okay, well, I'll make a full confession." <clears throat> in exchange for child pornography. Specifically... I really... Yes. Specifically, um, murder victims. He wanted pictures of child murder victims to just... It's like he's thinking to himself, what's the worst thing I can ask for? Yeah, it sounds like it. What's, what's gonna make me the biggest piece of shit? So they use dead that. babies that I can whack it to. That's it. Mm -hmm. A dead baby. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, they they tried though, and and it didn't work. Um, 
and then he got four counts of first degree murder in 2001 uh, in 2002 during the penalty phase of his trial he was sentenced to death and thereafter entered the housing San Quentin blah 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 um, mm-hmm. yeah he's still there he's got he's got mm-hmm. fucking forever he'll be there for all right a, quite fucking a while. robot it's uh it's up to it's up to the corporal to to just get in touch with this dude don't ask him anything yet if he's some kind of you know I mean I don't know like like a douche or something you know by chance then I don't want to deal with him but if he's cool or whatever you know I, I mean I, yeah I want to see some <laughs> of his artwork I want him to make t-shirts for, but, the, um, for the show now I, I wanted to make one last mention that because this one being a twofer is pretty weird but um, it's not the only one you know it's not the only case that that is a twofer in actuality uh, you remember our good friend Henry Lee Lucas Mm-hmm. He actually has a distant cousin that also became a serial killer, by the name of Bobby Joe Long, and uh, that Bobby Joe is Long. Either, that is that's either the perfect AAA baseball player's name <clears throat> or a serial killer, right. or the perfect porn star name. See, perfect. No, that's 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 no, that's just too that's too on the nose. Sounds mm-hmm. like a female country <laughs> singer to me. And and that is is the name of a porn movie though. Two on the nose. <laughs> I, I don't know if it is, but it should be. So that was fucking awesome. Uh, the only thing I learned today, and I'm not just rushing because we're getting long. Ah, it worked I, out perfectly. Com- this is completely serious. Um, the only thing I learned today is that. Um, for some somehow some fucking how my belief in my trust of humanity as a whole is is still not wavering <clears throat> but my belief in the fact that humans as individuals are never to be taken at face value until proven um is is has just quadrupled um Fuck, man. People you don't know are fucking scary. Because you don't know them. Yeah. Even if they seem really cool. You have Like, no uh, you know, idea. maybe their name's Jason. And, like, they have this cool podcast that you like. And, like, you know, you just want to really come, you know, you just go hang out at his house for, like, a weekend or whatever. And, like, you know, maybe just cut the lawn while you're there. It'll Who knows what'll you happen? to the dungeon. It'll be cool. We don't have... We can't have basements here. You know that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be underground. It can be a dungeon. And it in your should mind. be though. It's not. Then it's not a dungeon. It's just an annex. Hmm. Fine. So, uh, so Robbie, um, what have what hath thou learned? Even though thou hath already learned this whole situation ago, it, it, it just amazes me. Like I said, how many ways can you break a mind? I mean, would Carrie have been a serial killer if Stephen was never taken? Or if Stephen would have so. never came back, but it's no, no, one of those things was, where he was, uh, he was damaged he was already, up. but did it push Stephen him over the edge? Gone, apparently so. But um, yeah, I mean that's that is uh, one of the great mysteries of our goddamn stupid jelly sacks in our heads, isn't it? Is there so much that can go wrong, and it's such a fragile little fucking piece of machinery? Indeed. But it doesn't go wrong for most people ever right (laughs) 
but the ones so that it it's does. Like, until you yeah, have like that it's, one it's, falling down moment where they stopped serving breakfast two minutes ago at McDonald's. <laughs> well, I mean, but and you know what? That's why they have all day breakfast now. So that's probably one of the reasons. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Corporate has it mm-hmm. on. Uh, that movie's like thirty I, years old. They should have did that thirty years ago. That would have been a great promotion. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I subsist solely on uh, egg McMuffin sandwiches and Red Bull. That's it. Nice. Two for four dollars. Diabetes. Here and we come. On, on that wonderful, wonderful uh, ethnic voice that Robert just gave us, <laughs> I will have to say that it's been. God damn you, Chris! I'm. I, I might have my first nightmare in fucking fifteen years tonight about this. Dude, this one fucked me up so bad watching this kid watching this movie. Dude, I was his age while I was watching this movie. I was like seven or eight. I had no idea that people were capable of such fucking horrors. And then I didn't even know about Carrie until recently. Like, that was just a fucking bonus. When I found out about that, I'm like, oh, that's my episode. I'm doing it. Like I've been Jason Rambo, mm -hmm. and you just listened to See No, Hear No, Speak No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as well, have been uh, Chris... uh, His Majesty Tris Magistus, the third dot com, um, with the UFOs, conspiracies, and god damn. Damn moitas. And I'm not going to do it all cheerful. It's just end me. And yeah. rubble, rubble. <laughs> I, 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 I had names ready for you too today. Shake like it, I really it. did. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold them for next time because. Just um, don't hold it too tightly. I just don't, you know, that's how you get blood loss. Just don't think Shake it right. more than twice. You're playing with right. it. All right, fucking Rob Cat. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have a wonderful uh, holy fuck I just said y'all uh, that's how scrambled did. this has my brain you said it's I said super y'all. twangy too y'all come back now fucking goddamn country bumpkin bullshit well I hope you oh, kids enjoy thanks for listening kids it's time for countdown it is three two uh-huh. one sweet dreams good night kids Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Be happy. Do-do-do-do-do.